Praise the Lord. You are destined to win. God spoke to me in August of 1980 and said to proclaim the word of faith, be a showcase of ministries, and train people to fulfill the word of God. The message that you're about to hear was recorded in a live meeting where the Lord used me to teach the uncompromising word of faith. So open your heart to receive the ministry of the Word of God today, and you will be changed, empowered, and motivated to fulfill the Word of God in your life. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to get together and just fellowship around your Word. We thank you, Father, that the Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church, and so, Father, we just believe that he will manifest himself today uh, in a very special way to reveal through his word, through our, through the word of God, that what we need to know in this hour, particularly in this hour, we thank you for it and we are expectant for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's open our Bibles to Second Thessalonians chapter 3. And while you're getting there, let me tell you a little bit about what we're going to do. As I said, this is going to be a bit unusual this evening. This actually came to me last night. It came to me in a dream. Not quite. Uh, no, I was laying there and thinking about what we were going to be talking about. And it struck me that, that what we were going to be talking about fit as a parable. And, um, you know, Jesus used to teach in his earthly ministry by parable. And you remember uh, the time in Mark chapter 4 where Jesus said that the kingdom of God is compared to a seed and that you plant the seed of the word in the ground of your heart. And he basically used that to to teach a whole lesson on the importance of seed time and harvest and how the word works and so forth. And it was a really important parable. And he said, if you don't understand this parable, how are you going to understand all the other parables? And he made... Uh, may know to the fact how important it was that we understand the seed time principle. So I got to thinking about a parable. And I thought, this is going to be a modern parable. Any of you that have worked with computers can identify with the parable that we're going to get into. And we're going to not, not going to jump into it right at the beginning. I'm going to save that after we, we look at a few scriptures. But I think you'll see as we get into this where we're, where we're going to end up, and it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, let's go, as I said, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother." Now, Pastor has been talking recently about uh, how the body of Christ has gotten away from certain things and particularly gotten away from uh, correct understanding of godly judgment. You know, and how if we say a person is wrong, then that means immediately we must be wrong because we're never to judge. Well, there's a difference. If you if you do a study of this, you'll find out there's a difference between judging harshly and uh, unjustly based on emotion. And there's a lot of people do that. They just get ticked off with somebody, 
and their finger goes, and they really take them to task, and that's judgment based on just emotion, not based on fact, not based on doctrine, not based on the Word of God. Obviously, that judgment is wrong, and it's not scriptural. So we're not talking about that. But the scripture does tell us judge godly judgment. So there is a godly judgment. And the godly judgment is the kind he's talking about here. He says, be not weary in well-doing. If any man, now this man that he's talking about, he'll make clear, uh, is talking about another Christian. He says, if any man obey not our word by this epistle, in other words, the word of God that's been written down in the form of an epistle written by Paul, specifically what he's talking about, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Yet, count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. See, he's not doing it harshly. He's just saying don't associate with people that don't obey the word of God. Now, this word company is what I want to drill in on a little bit here. This is a Greek word. You know how I love to get into the Greek. The Greek word here is soon and abignomi. I had to practice that. <laughs> and I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> but that Greek word <laughs> means this, to mix up together, that is, figuratively, to associate with or to keep company with. Now, to mix up together at first might not sound like it makes a lot of sense, but if you think about it, that's the way we talk about social situations. As a matter of fact, sometimes they'll have, it, particularly at a college or a, a, a business, they'll have what they call a mixer. And a mixer is where people get together and meet each other and learn who this person is and where do they work or you know, what is it they do and do you have common interests. And so the idea of a mixer is to get to know the people around you. Well, to mix up together is what this word company means. And it goes on to say that it means to associate with. Now, remember, our title of our message is, What is Your Association? What is your association? So we want to know who we're associating with. And here it says, anybody that doesn't obey the word of God, we need to note them. And we need to have no association with them. Now, the word here in the King James is company, but this is that word from the Greek that I mentioned that I'm not going to repeat, <laughs> which means have no association with him. Now, it doesn't mean you, you never talk to him. doesn't mean you never see him. doesn't mean that you shun him, you know. But it just means you don't sit down and have a long meal and kick around a whole bunch of things. Basically, be very closely associated because in doing so, you are, in effect, advocating one way or another what he's saying, which Paul says here is not obeying the word. So if somebody's not obeying the word, we really shouldn't give credence to their position by hanging around. Now, again, it says, don't count him as an enemy. That's not the purpose. But we need to admonish him, correct him, as a brother, we want him to turn and come back and, and be true to the word of God. Now, this is, I understand this part's kind of from the negative side of association, but we're going to get to the positive side here, here in a minute. But for right now, let's look, go to 1 Corinthians 5, 9. 1 Corinthians 5, 9. 
I wrote you in an epistle or in a letter not to company with fornicators. Now, this term again, company, is this same Greek word, don't associate with. So in other words, don't associate with those who are fornicators. Then he makes something clear in verse 10 that I think will help us understand where he's coming from. Yet not altogether with the fornicators of the world, that is, people who are not born again, or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters. In other words, he's not just talking about fornication. He's talking about covetous, extortion, idolatry, all these different sins. If they're basically they're, they're sinners, he says, if you do that, then must ye needs go out of the world. The only way you're not going <laughs> to be around and mix with those who are like this is to leave the planet. All right? So he's not talking about that. He's making it clear. I'm not talking about that. What is he talking about? But I've written unto you not to keep company, this word, association, of any man that is called a brother that is a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer. Now, a railer is somebody who just rants and raves and fusses and fumes about things. And, you know, you probably run into them, even believers, who just want to fuss. They just want to really unload on you. He says, don't keep company, don't associate with them, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, extortioner, with such a one, no, not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them that are without? Now, look at what he's saying here. What do I have to do to judge them that are outside of the church, outside of the body of Christ? I'm not their judge. He goes on to say, uh, do not ye judge them that are within. Now, the way he's saying that is, he's saying it's fairly obvious the only people that we can judge righteous judgment of are, are those that are within the church, within our group, within our association. But them that are outside or without, God judgeth. It's not my purpose to, to judge a sinner. God's the one judges the sinner. So I don't have to be concerned about that. Therefore, put away from among yourselves, your association, that wicked person or the person who breaks the word of God, the person who does these things. In other words, don't associate with somebody that says, yes, I'm a believer, but I don't believe the word of God. You say, how can that be? Well, there are those out there, sadly, that say, yes, I'm a believer, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but I don't believe in the Word of God, don't believe in confession, don't believe in all these other things. Well, you shouldn't have close association with them. Now, you need to admonish them. You need to be able to tell them what the Word of God says, but don't become known. I guess this is the key. Don't become known as an associate of that person. And that's a key thing. And it'll just it'll it'll bless you and impact you positively to keep that association separate. Now, let's look at the positive side. That's the negative side. Let's look at the positive side. 2 Corinthians 8, 23. Whether any do inquire of Titus. Now, let me set this up a little bit. Paul's writing to the Corinthian church. They didn't know Titus all that well. So he's kind of writing a letter of introduction here, kind of a little paragraph saying, you guys don't know Titus, but let me tell you about Titus. He says, Titus is my partner 
and that's the word I want to center up on here in a minute, partner, and fellow helper concerning you. Or our brethren be inquired of, in other words, the people that are ministering with me, if they're inquired after, they are messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Verse 24, wherefore show ye to them and before the churches in the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf. Now where he says here, he is my partner, that word partner is koinonos, which sounds very similar to another Greek word, koinonia. The word koinonia is the word that's translated church. And the word church comes from a word here that means an associate. Here's what we need to realize. Those of us that are in the church, we're associates of one another. And we associate with one another. There's something about association that means closeness, that means agreement. When we come together in the church, at Faith and Victory Church, we are ostensibly saying, I agree with Faith and Victory Church and its doctrine. If you didn't, why would you be here? You know, I mean, I don't have a single thing against the, you know, really large Catholic church down the road, but I don't go there because I don't agree with their doctrine. I don't have anything against them. I'm not going to fuss about it. But I wouldn't go there personally because the doctrine doesn't agree with my study of the Word of God. Same thing is true of other churches. Now, I was raised Southern Baptist. And I got a lot of good out of the Southern Baptist Church. I got born again in the Southern Baptist Church. And and I learned some good things there. But, you know, they don't believe everything we believe. They don't believe in divine healing as in the atonement, you know. They don't believe in prosperity. They don't believe in all the things that the Bible, I believe, very clearly teaches. But I tell you what, you want to get somebody born again, get them around Baptist. You know, they've got revelation on the on getting folks born again. Amen. The whole process of, of salvation, the Romans road, you know, the whole nine yards. So you can learn a lot from the Baptist in that particular area. You can learn a lot from the Pentecostals on relationship to the Holy Ghost, ministering under the anointing. You know, as Pastor says, he learned a lot coming up Pentecostal holiness because he saw the move of the Holy Ghost. So you can learn a lot there. But when you get right down to certain aspects of their doctrine, I can't really associate with them freely because we don't have total agreement in terms of doctrine. That's why I'm so excited about Faith and Victory Church because I can come here and I can just relax, praise God, because what I'm hearing is the Word of God. And that's why that close association can be formed. And that's what we want. We want that association. And as I begin to think about this and meditate on this, I realize this is where we're going to get into the parable. (laughs) I realize that there was a real computer parallel with association. And this was brought home to me. The reason I was even thinking along these lines is I've got a friend of mine. Bless his heart. He's a pastor. Now, he's not our pastor. Let me make that very clear. Pastor Ed, you know, he has a computer science degree. He knows some things about computers. He would never be in this situation. (laughs) But this particular pastor who is down the road quite a ways, he and I have been friends for years and years, over 30-some years, and have ministered together and so forth. But bless his heart, he just doesn't know computers that well. 
And he called me up at work. He said, Brother Bill, you got a few minutes? I said, yeah. And I knew what was coming because every time he calls me with that tone of voice, I knew it was computer related. And so he says, uh, I've done something. I don't know what I did. I said, well, what's happening? He says, nothing works. I said, nothing? He said, well, okay, the computer boots, and it comes up. But I try to run a DVD, it won't run. I try to click on a music file, it won't play. I said, well, what'd you do? He said, I didn't do anything. That's what they always say. (laughs) I didn't do anything. I said, you install something? No. I said, are you sure? Well, (laughs) yeah. I said, what was it? And he told me. I said, well, that shouldn't have affected any of this. I said, perchance did it say something about installing a toolbar? He said, yeah. I said, okay. (laughs) Now I know what's happening. I said, can I connect to your computer? I've got a program that I use called Crossloop that allows me to connect to somebody's computer and work on it while they watch me. You know, they have to grant permission, so it's not like I can take over anybody's computer. But anyway, so he granted me permission, and I got on his computer, and sure enough, I tried to run something, it wouldn't run. So I said, well, your file associations have been changed. He goes, what? (laughs) I said, your file associations have been changed. Now you know where we're headed with this association thing. So he said, well, what, is it, what does that mean? I said, well, let me, let me just step you through it here. I said, have you ever noticed that when you open up a Microsoft Word document, the extension on that document is .doc, which stands for document, pretty clear. But that term at the end, that little extension, means that it's associated with Microsoft Word. So if I click on a .doc file, it opens up Word with whatever the contents of that file are in Word. That's a file association. That's how it works. And I said, something has changed your file association on your music files. And I said, probably it was that toolbar thing. And uh, he said, well, why would they do that? And I said, well, you got to understand the way this works, this particular toolbar was from a, a search engine site called Ask, ask.com. And what they do is they ask vendors that write programs and and put out devices, if you'll let us piggyback our program on your installation, we'll give you some money. So the software people say, dude, I can make a whole bunch of money just by letting them put their toolbar in my package. Now, usually there'll be this little tiny checkbox It says, if you don't want the toolbar, uncheck this box. But they count on the fact that most people don't read it, don't know what it means, and figure maybe, well, maybe I want a toolbar, you know. So they go ahead and say, okay, they install the thing, and it blows their computer up, you know, and nothing works. And then they're going, what do I do? I didn't do anything. Well, yes, you did. You didn't uncheck the little box. Now, the people shouldn't put the toolbar in there because that's not what you downloaded the program for. The people who wrote the program you really wanted shouldn't have let them put the program in there. And you shouldn't uh, not uncheck the box <laughs> telling them that they couldn't put the program in there. But in any case, 
it gets installed. And once it's installed, sometimes it's really hard to get rid of it. Now, in this case, it was pretty easy. But it got me to thinking about file associations, that .doc extension and the fact that Microsoft Word is normally associated with it. And then I got to thinking about that, and I thought, you know, that's a whole lot along the lines of what we're talking about here. We have an association that is implied by our label. Now, we don't have an extension at the end of our name, you know, uh, but we do have an association with a label called Word of Faith. And that Word of Faith label that people have labeled us with, means we believe the Word of God. And we believe it just like it's written. And we believe that God brings it to pass just like it's written. And whatever He promised, He is able also to perform it and will do so. Okay, that's a Word of Faith person. They believe that, you know, that when we speak the Word of God, it has impact on our life. And so, that's a Word of Faith person. And we're in good company, after all, because... You know, Paul himself said in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, What saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Well, the we was Paul and Barnabas and Peter and James and John and all the we that was with them. They preached the word of faith. So when I preach the word of faith, I figure I'm in pretty good company. I'm associating with the right group. Now, those that are railing against the word of faith, remember that was one of the terms that we said we were to avoid as railers? Those that are railing against the word of faith, we need to not associate with them. Because in doing so, we associate with those who are against the word of God. Now, again, not to... Put them down. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to maintain our association with those who do believe the word of God and by doing so admonish those who are not accepting what the word of God says. That's pretty clear. So let's kind of get into our parable of file associations. I think you kind of got the gist of a file association. But as I laid there in bed meditating on this, I got to thinking about that Word document. Now, most of you have seen the .doc extension. You may have gotten an email that had a an attachment that was a .doc extension. But you know the funny thing about that is the only way you can read it is if you've got Word installed, or at least so you would think. Now, Microsoft does provide a reader-only where you can read the document but not edit it. But most people want to edit a document as well as reading it. And the the reader is free, okay? So the word reader will allow you to read the dot doc, and that's all well and good, but you want to be able to edit it. So I got to thinking about that, and I realized that Microsoft Office, which is what Word comes in, the suggested retail price of Microsoft Office Professional is $499.99. Looked it up on Microsoft's word, on, uh, website. And I got thinking about that. Now, man, that's a lot of money to be able to read a Word document. Now, most people say, well, Dr. Bill, I didn't pay any $500 for Microsoft Office. Well, you might have gotten it as a 
student, that's a discount. You might have gotten it because somebody put it on your computer illegally, but I won't go there. (laughs) I know everybody wants to be legal and not steal software, so we're not going to go there. You know, that is actually stealing, by the way. You know, if you get a CD from a buddy that's been burned and it's written on the, the code is written in, in ink on it, and you slap it in your computer and go, man, I got it for nothing. Uh, pray. Repent. <laughs> it's called stealing. At any rate. Uh, so, you know, I know you didn't do that, but somehow or another, probably some of you have got Word installed on your machine. But what you probably don't know is there's a free absolutely, totally free alternative that will read and write that Word document, and it's not for Microsoft. Hallelujah. Not it doesn't have anything to do with the evil empire. You know, it's just, don't have, to, don't have to mess with it. It's called Open Office. It's called Open Office because it's free. OpenOffice.org. Now, if you download OpenOffice and install it on your computer, 100% free, the people that wrote it got pretty ticked off that Microsoft was making $500 to open up a Word document. So they said, well, we can write a program that will do that. And so they wrote it for free and they gave it away. Now, you can imagine Bill Gates isn't too thrilled with them for doing that, but that's okay. So I got to thinking about that and I thought, you know, I use OpenOffice. I don't, I don't use Microsoft Word. Ben, he doesn't use anything open office. Blenda, open office, because it's free. I like free. Free's cheap. <laughs> and it works great. It not only does Word, it does Excel, it does PowerPoint, it does everything that Office does, but it's free. And I don't have to line Bill Gates' pockets. It's a good thing. So I got to thinking about this. I thought, you know, salvation's free. Praise the Lord. So, again, I'm in good company here. I'm thinking okay, you know. And then I got to thinking about it, and I realized that there are people out there on the Internet who get open office for free, and then they turn around and sell it. And if you type into Google open office, you're liable to go to a site. I'm talking about just plain old open office, not openoffice.org, which is the actual name of the program. You type in Open Office and you go to these sites where they downloaded the free program themselves, because it's free, and then they just sell it. And then we only sell it for 15 bucks. And you're looking at 500 bucks or 15 bucks and you think, 15 bucks, pretty good deal. But you paid 15 bucks for something that's free. Now, how's that make any sense? So I got to thinking about that and thought, you know, Paul said, there were those that preached Christ for their stomach's sake, for filthy lucre's sake. And I got to thinking, there are people who take the free gospel and make money off it when it's free. So I thought, you know, I'm liking this parable. This is a real cool high-tech parable here we got going. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about this file association, because here's what happens. If you get a .doc file and you don't have Word installed locally and you don't have anything else that will run it, you could click it all day and it's just going to say, I don't know what to do. It's going to sit there. But if you install OpenOffice and you click that same file, it associates that .doc with OpenOffice and it opens the file and you can see it and read it and edit it and email it and everything else for free. So I'm thinking about all this. 
And I'm thinking, you know, that's a whole lot like the word. There's a whole lot of people that are missing the fact that we need to be associated with the right program. See, the thing about a Christian is when you poke them, that's like clicking on them. (laughs) When you poke them, they speak the word. They speak faith. They don't speak doubt and unbelief. And if you poke a believer that's supposed to be a believer and he speaks doubt and unbelief, he's got his file association set wrong. He's running the wrong program. Amen? Now, let's get back to this guy that I was helping out on the phone. He said, well, what do I do? I said, well, we need to change your file association. And he's like, oh, how do we do that? I said, oh, it's easy. All you got to do is find a file with the extension that you are having a problem with. Let's say it was .doc. Right-click it and go to Properties. You go to Properties, and one of the properties is Run With. What program do you want to run that particular extension with? Now, if you choose Microsoft Word, then when you click the file the next time, it's going to run Word. Which, if you got it installed, it's perfectly fine. But if you don't, you can associate it with OpenOffice, which is free, and it will run and open and be fine. Now, the problem comes if you accidentally associate it with Windows Media Player. Windows Media Player does not know what to do with a dot .doc. And it'll come up with a little error that goes, what you, what'd you say? <laughs> what was that about? You don't want that. You want to associate it with the right file. So I asked him, I said, all right, his problem is his MP3 files because he wanted to listen to teaching that was MP3 files. And he said uh, he said it won't come up in Windows Media Player. I said, is that what you want? You want Windows Media Player? He says, well, what else would I use? I said, well, you could use the VLC player because I knew I'd installed on his machine. I installed on everybody's machine that I get a hold of because VLC is awesome. But anyway. I digress. The thing about VLC is it's free, and uh, it also plays any format. It'll play WAV files, MP3 files, AIC files, files you've never heard of in a million years, video files, DVDs, any file. You know, people people that go out and buy a, D, a program to play a DVD, I'm like, why? Just download VLC. plays DVDs. You know, and people spending good money that they earned to play a DVD that they could just download VLC for free. So he said, well, uh, okay, let's associate with VLC. I said, great. So I did my right click, my properties. What do I want to play it with? VLC player. Click. And then that little MP3 file had a little traffic cone symbol, little icon, because that's VLC's icon. And so... He goes, what'd you do? <laughs> I said, I changed the file association. He said, it turned all my MP3s into little traffic icons. I said, yeah, that's because we associated VLC with MP3, and so all of them are going to look like little traffic icon, uh, you know, things, little teepee-looking things. I said, because that's their symbol. That's their logo, you know. He goes, oh, well, what do I do now? I said, just double-click it. So he double clicks and he goes, oh, it's playing. I said, yeah, that's the kind of the whole point. <laughs> We've associated the MP3 extension with VLC. So now it's going to play. 
He's like, wow, that's great. What about DVDs? I said, well, okay, put a DVD in. So he puts a DVD in. It comes up with a little menu. What do you want to do with this? None of them were what he wanted, which is play the DVD. So I said, okay, all you got to do is right-click and click on play with VLC. Do that again. Right-click and play with VLC. And he goes, all right, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) This guy is not computer literate at all. He said, okay, I see the DVD. I hit right click. I'll let him do it this time. So I didn't do it. And play. And then it starts playing. Comes up with a screen, starts playing. He says, that's awesome. I said, yep, it's great. (laughs) He said, well, that's all I needed. I said, super. (laughs) It didn't take long, you know. And I said, but here's a clue. Don't install toolbars. Well, then I had to explain to him what a toolbar was and what all that whole thing was about. He says, how can I make sure I don't install something I shouldn't install? I said, pay attention. What? Pay attention. And as I thought about this laying in bed meditating on this little parable, I thought, you know, that's what we need to do as believers. Pay attention. Just be aware. Because what the software people hope is that you just go, next, 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 and don't read any of the screens. I mean, the screens could be saying, if you hit next, I'm going to blow your computer completely up, and you will have to buy a new one, and you'll be going, next, next, because that's you just want to get through it. It pays to read the instructions. It pays to read the Word. It pays to pay attention to what people are telling you. So when you're associating with people and they're saying, I don't believe that faith stuff, don't just go, oh, well, go, wait a minute. Now, hold on. I believe that faith stuff and I got healed and my wife was healed of a terminal situation or heart was healed and on and on and on. And by the way, the word of God says, you know, in other words, tell them what you believe. Don't just kind of sit back and go, next Next, next, because that's what most of us try to do. We're in a situation where we're hearing something that's not right. It's not right for them to install those stupid toolbars. They shouldn't do that. But I don't have any control over that. What I do have control of is hitting next. I have control of saying, no, you don't. I'm going to uncheck that box, and I'm going to uncheck this box. Matter of fact, I usually do it in reverse order. Because usually it'll say, do you want to make Ask.com your search engine? Do you want to install the Ask.com toolbar? So I'll say, no, I don't want it to be the search engine. And oh, by the way, no, I don't want them to install the toolbar. Next. (laughs) And I kind of get a good feeling when I do that. Because it's kind of like I went right in their face. You know, it's like, why do you do this to me in the first place? Because otherwise I'd install this and I didn't mean to, you know. But if you pay attention, you can get out of it, and you don't have to call Dr. Bill and say, why is my computer not working? Pay attention. So, same thing with virus warnings. Bless your heart. If you're on the Internet, now Larry can attest to this. This is what happened a few Sundays ago. He comes in, sits down, 
opens up the web browser there in the computer room on our church website, and it pops up and says, your computer is infected. Click here to disinfect it. And he goes, wait a minute. Our church website doesn't have a sensor to determine whether or not the thing's infected. Something's wrong. So he calls me up and says, Brother Bill, uh, something's wrong here. Well, I go looking at all of my websites that I host, and all of them had that stupid screen. Somebody had gotten onto my server and put that code in there that makes that pop-up come up on my websites. Now, here's the thing. I didn't put it out there. I didn't put it on the website. So whenever you see this happen, don't go blaming the people with the website because you can get infected on the server side, like I did, and have this issue. But, of course, if you click OK, it will infect you. And you say, but wait a minute. They said I was already infected, and if I click, it disinfected. They lied. Wow, I could have had a V8. You mean they lied? Yeah, they're evil. Matter of fact, come to find out after I did some research, a bunch of, bunch of Russian hackers taking over websites, in our case, church websites, and if you look at the site that it sent you to, it was glory.ru, which is Russia. That's the extension for Russia. So they even knew they were directing you to what you thought might be Christian-related to infect you with a virus that would destroy your system. And the way this whole scheme works, they don't do it just because they want to be mean. They then turn around and send you an email that says, if you'd like your system back, send us X dollars of whatever, and we'll give you the code to unlock your system. Because your system will just sit there and reboot, 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 reboot. And you can't get into it, but it'll come up with this little screen where you can enter a code, and if you know the code, it'll unlock it. And it really doesn't get rid of it. It just kind of makes it look like it got rid of it, so you'll go, oh, boy, I'm glad that's over. But in the back end, it's still doing mess. Okay, so it doesn't really get rid of it. You have to rebuild your system to totally get rid of it. So I really am believing that nobody clicked the OK on our church website. Now, as it turned out, I found out from the computer logs that they did it at 8.01 in the morning. Larry called me right around 9 o'clock. So hopefully there was a very narrow window there where somebody could have gotten infected, and they didn't. I'm believing that. But it took me two days to get all that mess off there. And I took a guy at work helping me to, to finally get it all taken care of. So now everything's clean. We're all back where we need to be. But every person that hit that website had the opportunity to not click OK. Every single one. But if they clicked OK, yes, I want my computer disinfected, then they got infected. Because they lied. Well, same thing is happening today in terms of what people believe and are teaching. They're teaching a lie. They're teaching that faith and the word of faith has passed away. They're teaching, oh, we don't believe that anymore. We've moved on to more advanced teaching. We're talking faith in the word of God. That's the basis of everything you're going to find in the scripture. You don't move on from that. You keep that foundation. You know, it's a funny thing about a house. 
you lay the foundation first, then you build on top of it. But there's never a point at which you come and say, okay, I'm done with the foundation. Let's just take that out from under it. Well, even if you could, what would happen? The thing would collapse. Same thing with the word of faith. We'll never leave the word of faith message. It's the foundation. That's why Paul said the word of faith which we preach. And later on, he did say in the book of Hebrews, he did say, and I believe he's the writer of Hebrews. You can dispute that, but I think he is. So in the book of Hebrews, he said, we will leave the basics and move to advanced teaching if the Lord will permit. But so far, as I know, he's never permitted (laughs) that we leave the basics because, as Paul went on to say in another place, he said, for me to repeat these things for you, it's safe. It's safe for us to repeat and rehearse and talk about what the Word of God teaches about faith and about confession, about the Word. It's just safe because we don't want to lose sight of that. That's the foundation. So watch who you associate with. Refuse toolbars. Refuse clicking on OK. Don't always hit next just because it's there. (laughs) You know, this is the parable of file associations that we can learn something about the Word of God from this. And that's why I think Paul went to the trouble to talk about negative and positive associations. Now, in the case of Titus, he said, note him. If anybody asks about Titus, he is my partner. He's my associate. He's my fellow helper. You know, I am pleased and happy to be associated with Pastor Ed. I can with no reservation whatsoever, tell people, Pastor Ed's my pastor. You want to hear the word of God, you listen to him. I can associate with him, and I don't have any problem with that at all. And I trust it's the same way the other way around, praise the Lord. I know he's mentioned me to other people. So we have a fellowship. We have an association. And we all do here at Faith and Victory Church. We all associate with one another. We all uplift and uphold one another. And that means we pray for one another. That means we uh, speak well of each other. It means we don't have railing accusation against each other. No, we lift each other up. And by doing that, the next time somebody clicks you, you'll speak faith. The next time somebody activates, see, a program that runs is called an executable So when you click on a file, the executable that runs that file kicks in. Same thing with us. You click on us, we start speaking the word because the Holy Ghost executes. I like what I put on my website. This is just a little fun thing that I did. I showed it to Ben. He kind of rolled his eyes. There's Dad doing something weird again. But down at the very bottom of my website, Word of Faith Ministries website, it says, because it's, it's, it's a WordPress, uses WordPress software. And it's customary for people who use WordPress software to have a little thing, a little tiny fine print at the bottom that says, this site powered by WordPress. Meaning, it's using WordPress software. It's kind of a way to help support this group that is writing the software for free and giving it away. I mean, I'm for that, you know. So I, I normally put that at the bottom of my WordPress websites. And I got to look at it, and I thought, I'm going to have some fun. So at the bottom of my website in the fine print, you have to look for it. It says, Dr. Bill is powered by the Holy Ghost. But this site is powered by WordPress. (laughs) 
So the website's powered by WordPress, but I'm powered by the Holy Ghost, praise God. And again, that ties in to our parable here. We're executed, we're empowered by the Holy Ghost. He's the one that runs us. So when we have opportunity to be associated with those of like precious faith, then we run with the crowd that is executed by the Holy Ghost. And you know, it's funny. Uh, in the situation in the book of Acts where they found themselves in a, in a very serious situation, they were confronted by the, let's call it the legal authorities of the day. In this case, it was the, uh, the high priests and so forth of, of the Jewish religion. But they were confronted by them and said, don't you preach in the name of Jesus. And they said, is it better for us to serve man or to serve God? To hearken to man or to hearken to God? And they beat them and then sent them out of the, the place where they were there. And it says, this is what I like, it says they returned to their own company, the people that they associated with. Now, they didn't go to their own company just to woe is us and moan and groan and <laughs> they beat us. Did you see what they did to us? They didn't do that. They got together and they praised God. They sang. They celebrated that they were counted worthy to suffer for Jesus' sake. In other words, they stood up for the Word of God. And if that meant they had to be beaten, that is no big deal because their association was strong and they were going to celebrate the truth of the Word of God. So they're not celebrating getting beaten. That wasn't the point. They were celebrating the fact they stayed true to the Word. And that's where we need to be. We need to be in a position that we're staying true to the Word of God. And if that means we're persecuted... If that means people point their finger and say, you weirdo, you, well, I count that as joy, that I'm counted worthy to suffer persecution for the word of God. I was telling you last time I, I taught about folks at work that just I got a little bent out of shape and, and kind of serious with me. He said, you know, there are places that you couldn't work. They wouldn't hire you because you believe like you do. And I just told him, I said, well, that's okay. I wouldn't want to work there. That's no big deal. And he's like, you missed the point. I said, no, I think you missed the point. You know, I'm going to stay true to the word. They can say what they're going to say. They can do what they're going to do. They could even fire me if they wanted to. They have the right to do that. I'm not saying they will because, praise God, I'm believing that, you know, God meets my needs and that's one method he has for doing it. And I'm being a witness there, praise God. But they're within their rights to do it if they wanted to doesn't worry me that's not my concern because i know where my needs are met they're met by god the father and as long as i'm staying true to the word of god my needs are going to be met so i'm not concerned about that but i am paying attention not going to just click next but i'm paying attention that i am being a witness to those at work if they don't know anybody else that believes the word, they know me. If they need to come talk to somebody about getting healed, they can come talk to me. And who knows, maybe they don't know anybody else around them in their circles. 
in their association. But at least they do know me. And that's the way it needs to be with you. Wherever you are, wherever you work, wherever you go, be that weirdo that people can always go to and know what the Word of God says. And just be associated with the right people. That doesn't mean we shun people. It means that we just are aware of who we associate with, who we are counted as part of that group. When people are are figuring out what group, what column I go into, word of faith is the column I need to go into. And they need to know that before anything else. And so they see the Dr. Faith license plate, and they see Word of Faith Ministries, and they hear me talking the Word, and they're going, yeah, he's one of them Word of Faith people. Yes, amen. That's what I want. I want that association. I want to know that when they click me, I'm going to speak the Word of Faith. And so that's the parable that I wanted to share with you. Kind of a short message for me, but I have discovered, as Brother Osteen said many years ago, the short-winded shall speak again. So (laughs) I will have other opportunity, praise the Lord. Did you get anything out of this tonight? Praise the Lord. I trust it didn't get too technical. We were okay there. (laughs) All righty. I trust that you receive from the ministry of the Word of God today. If you'd like to contact me, you may write me at Dr. Bill Bailey, Word of Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 5213-5213, High Point, North Carolina, 27262. Or you may email me at this address, Dr. Bill, D-R-B-I-L-L, at W-O-F-M dot O-R-G. If God speaks to your heart about supporting our ministry financially, or you would like to receive more teaching messages from the Word of God, Check out our website at www.wofm.org. I believe and agree with you for the full 100-fold return on your giving. I also believe and know that God is richly blessing you and your family every day in every way. Praise God, you are blessed and highly favored.